Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are listening to Scoop Radio. What's going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoopy Radio, DJ Manio. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoopy and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on his media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradio.com slash poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopbradio.com slash poll. S-C-O-O-P, the letter B, R-A-D-I-O dot com slash P-O-L-L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brendan Robinson. E.K. Manny. Manny. L. Scoopy Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bonds said, yo, the best in the business. That's word of Scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word of Scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If Scoop B said, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews. He give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The joint and the journalist. The GOAT. So why ask? Watch out. Watch out. What about it? If he naming them, Scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain, pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab, if he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that, now pay attention and you can see the way it go, enough of this talking, this is Scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoopy Radio. Get on his Instagram now, at follow Scoop him, B. at Scoopy, follow him. Yes sir. Scoopy Radio, I'm a play on the train. Everywhere you need to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Instagram at Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And make sure, most importantly, that you subscribe to the Scoop B radio podcast, which is available on all streaming platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Spotify, or simply by visiting ScoopBradio.com. 2.1 million streams last year. One of the reasons why that is because we did newsmakers. No difference here. But today, we got my main homie, 
Ariel Chambers of Lisa Report on the line. Ariel, welcome to Scoopy Radio. Bow, bow, we are here. Out here in there like swimwear. How are you doing during this pandemic? You know, just, yeah, it's the pandemic is honestly the least of my worries when we have, you know, our brothers and sisters being killed. But, you know, just trying to stay above water. I've been in, I live in Jersey, so, you know, not in the heart of things, even when it was at the height. Um, just trying to figure out how to stay busy. Live. I've been staying busy. But, yeah, we're, we're out here. We're still out here. I know that to be true. You and I have been going back and forth last month or so. We're talking about different topics. And um, the WNBA season is here. What do you make of opening weekend? Well, let's just start by saying it's the most numbers that the WNBA has recorded since 2012. So you just see the impact it has when you just show women's sports on national TV. So shout out to WNBA for getting that thing on ESPN, the main channel. And, you know, when, when you are able to consume a product, people, people appreciate it. And you see the rise of the orange hoodies and, and just everything I would say was a huge success for the WNBA opening weekend. Tell me something. You talked about uh, the WNBA as it related to uh, the numbers and being on ESPN. Um, why is it the draft switched over to ESPN, the main channel? The opening weekend switched over to the main channel at ESPN. Do you do you credit or do you cite? I'll say I won't say credit. Do you cite the coronavirus pandemic? as a catalyst for people who are putting their thinking caps on and realizing that women basketball matters still. I don't even know if they've grasped that concept yet. I think that it's absolutely coronavirus by programming allowed it to be on the main channel um, because there's no alternative. And that's what's sad about it. But you see when it is on the main channel, people love it. People tune in, people watch. And that's the whole point. If we could have just had this investment when when regular life is happening, just imagine how much the W would have grown from its inception. And that's what that's what really troubles me because I'm just like, it took a whole pandemic and everything to be shut down for us to finally, you know, give women's sports a chance. And now that we've given it a chance, we see it can be monetized. We can see it it can be like successful. So I hope that they see the numbers from, you know, the draft this year, which was the most watched, and then the opening night that was most watched. It was averaged like over 500,000 viewers, like that's not a coincidence. Like people want to, to see it. The energy is there. I just hope that when everything goes back to normal, it will remain on these, these main channels so people can find it. What's the next point guard? Kyrie Irving committed $1.5 million uh, for WNBA players skipping the season either for social justice reasons or because of just uh, safety reasons in the wobble. Um, what do you make of it? I think it's dope allyship. I don't necessarily know if it's, uh, I'm just worried how the GMs and things are going to take that because it's almost giving sense to players to sit out. But I think it's so dope. I think that, you know, the NBA side has done great with genuinely caring about the W, genuinely wanting the WNBA to succeed. So, I mean, Kyrie's always been a big advocate for women in general and then women's sports. So, as as much uh, controversy as he's brought with the bubble situation, he's he ended up doing the right thing. He does the right thing when it counts. And so um, kudos to him because 
you know, they have the money. That just goes to show you the discrepancy. If he can just be like, here go 1.5 million, do with it what you believe, and just start this this whole initiative. That 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 not only shows the, the pay gap, but like, thank you to Tyree for you know being being willing to just step up, being the first one, because it could be a trickle down effect, being the first one to just get his his coins to where it needs to go. Like that. Um, what do you make of the WNBA season? this year, what are two things that people should be paying attention to that is not being discussed? It's not being discussed. Okay, so there's uh, the coming back of all the injured and um, post-pregnant players, once you just had babies. So just, just the comeback. There's huge comeback stories. Um, you saw that Mariah Jefferson has been missing some time. She came back with the Dallas Wings. I, I'm excited to see her finally get in the swing of things. You see the return of Angel McCautry who just acted like she had never had an injury in her life yesterday. Uh, she finished with 25 points and, and just looked like the angel of her prime. And so that's really promising for the Aces because everybody was wondering how they were going to deal with their missing pieces. But I think that Angel, like, stepping up like that is, is just great. Um, so I, I love a good comeback story, and that, that's one. And then overall health of players right now, like, I know we're very cognizant of what's going on in the Webble and, like, how – um, they're playing every other day, essentially. So just, it, it's, it's a matter of, like, team depth. This year is going to be, like, the battle of who's deep. That's who's going to win the championship. It's going to be who's deep. So coming back from injury and, and then depth. And then also my favorite storyline of all, the Wubble Babies. I love the babies that are in the Wubble. I think they run things. They're just, like, running their mothers, and, and you love to see it. How does that work? What, who, what babies are in the bubble? You have, let's start with the oldest. You have Candace Parker's daughter, Layla, who I feel like is like a ringleader of the, the babies because she's obviously the oldest. I saw her playing with Amaya, teaching her her alphabet. Amaya's Bjerka Handy's daughter. Radio. You have Kenneth Dupree and Joanna Bonner's twins there. Um, you have Bria Holmes' perfect little angel. Avery, I think, has her kid there too. So there, there are plenty of children running around because we, we forget that like they don't have the luxury to just like toss them off. I mean they're they're kids and um so yeah the, the wobble is is <laughs> daycare two point sometimes. I like it. I like it Scoop B radio. Ari Chan is talking everything poof and more. Um your story for me is very interesting because um you're literally like bring it on that goes into that the the, the movies bring it on that now, you know, is in corporate America. You, you trade oh. in your, 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 your cheerleading outfit for your paper, pen, and microphone. Um, what, where did your interest in basketball actually come from as a cheerleader? Because you did more than cheerleading too, correct? Yeah, I did. I was playing volleyball too. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> first of all, I didn't hang up my cheerleading uniform. I wore it for opening night just on my couch. It's, it's sad because I miss, I miss passing my t-shirts. But no, I've always been interested in women's basketball. I tell everybody, Kay, yeah, I got me started on that because I'm from Raleigh, so interested women's basketball like um, shaped me. And it was I just had an interview with Chastity Melvin, so that was a full circle of a moment for me. So I was really glad that. Yeah, like just like a full circle moment, like kind of surreal because I had her playing cards on my wall growing up. But honestly, I would say my transition into the WNBA happened when, well, first of all, when we got when we graduated from college, a lot of my friends went to the league, but. I became uh, a cheerleader slash entertainment for Madison Square Garden. So 
when you do that, you, you cheer for the Knicks, Rangers, and Liberty. And so summertime, I was on Liberty Torch Patrol. And I would, I would be the only one out there in the, in the, we call it a bomb, in our tunnel, watching the game and just being so passionate about it. Then I looked and I saw that nobody was covering it. There might be like three people covering it. I'm like, these are Olympians. These are the top 144 female basketball players in the world. Why is nobody talking about them? So what I started doing is going with my homies to their hotel room, either before the game or after the game, and interviewing them with my phone. And then posting them online. And it all just became a trickle-down effect from there. And the WNBA is so important started up because because I was on Tour Patrol, we worked camps with the players. And this is back when Swin Cash was playing. And she, hey, you love to see it. I love her. Um, but she was still playing, and she was doing this song from Sister Act 2, If You Want to Be Somebody, If You Want to Go Somewhere, You Got to Wake Up and Pay Attention. And she was singing it with the campers. And I was like, this is a moment. The WNBA is so important. I tweeted it out. Every single time I tweeted it out, it went viral. So it just became a thing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. What is, um, last time I saw you, we were in the arena at the United Center during All-Star Weekend. A lot has mm-hmm. changed since then. Um, namely coronavirus, namely Breonna <laughs> Taylor, namely uh, George Floyd. And, All the news. I feel like um, a year has passed since I've seen you uh, in February. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we saw each other. We met a month before that uh, over at the Grassroots Podcast with Terry Stein, and all the people over there. Um, what is something that you have learned about yourself while you've been isolated from the world? I, well, on a more trivial note, I've learned that I am an introvert because I didn't mind being at home. Um, I I just don't like entrapment, so that just bothered me. But other than that, I was fine. But it allowed me to like look inward and and, and re rediscover my purpose. Um, I can still storytell, even though I'm not in the midst of the game. We get distracted a lot of times by the flashiness of doing and being in the game. But just just being able to tell the stories and create new content and push me creatively because. We had the challenge of not having live sports, so I had to really listen to my audience, really listen to these players telling their stories, and so I delivered them in a way that was still genuine. Um, that that was really what you know stretched me and taught me. And also, I picked up on new sports. Like the soccer community was so welcoming to me because I I don't want to just be restricted to basketball. I think that I have a mission to tell all women's dope stories, and so that shouldn't just be in a basketball space. So I got to talk to volleyball players, softball players, soccer players, pole vaulters. And it's just been a really fun experience just like learning how to connect with them by not being a person. I'm very much an in-person type of girl when it comes to, you know, getting somebody to feel open. But that's what's been um, challenging. That's real. And um, you said that you don't like entrapment. I guess entrapment is bigger, better than entanglement. I, I guess. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious! No, that yeah. Scoop me. You said I wanted to cut you off, but I let you cut. I got to use the word entanglement on, on this side just for the hell of it. Daddy <laughs> should get paid every time somebody says that word. It's so funny. <laughs> what is? What are some of the things you're hearing? Um, as far as the wobble, what is the biggest difference between the wobble and the bubble? Uh, 
um, you're young, you're fresh space. I think certain folks are still getting used to your voice. Um, where do you see the future moving for PWNBA? Uh, in regards to me or the league itself? Right. So for me, I think that I just want to continue opening up the space to people and just showing them it exists. I think we're still at that that stage. Um, and just creating opportunities for these players to get their stories out. That's always been really, really important to me. Uh, I also continue to, I want to continue to be unapologetically me and deliver my stories in my way. I get a lot of hate when, when I, you know, shout out my team. But I think that, like, with my journalism, I can have a bias. I can also report, uh, you know, non-bias. But I think that it's really important to be a fan of something you're covering. And that's, like, a, a, what a lot of people miss. Um, because your fandom, your love for the league and the sport shines through. Um, so I want to keep building that, keep uh, doing this crossover situation. And I, I've started this crossover with the NWSL and just seeing the support from the NWSL Twitter, going to WNBA Twitter and vice versa. I think that's beautiful. Um, I always, you know, smile when I see people tagging me and WNBA is so important. Thanks that's because the WNBA is, it, name is getting out there more. And so, just continuing to grow the game. That's that's where I see it. That's where I wanted what I want to do. That's that's all I wanted to do. And then creating opportunities for my sisters and uh, you know my brothers to to cover the sport. Uh, a lot of people reach out saying how can I start, and I give them advice on that because it's just such an open space, such a white space right now. And you know, growing the W is so important that that I think that anybody should be able to. Um, so that that's my mission. And as far as the league goes, um, just upward trajectory. You see the energy that was around it this year. It's like none other in, in my many years of covering it. Um, I I haven't seen energy around it like, like this ever. So just continuing that, I think that that would be really good. Do you think that the timing of Me Too, the timing of Breonna Taylor, the timing of um, George Floyd, I can't breathe was a perfect storm for the WNBA. I never want to use somebody else's tragedy as a, a catalyst for growth. I think that the WNBA players are, are doing exactly what they've done this whole time. They sure. were fighting for it with the I can't breathe back in 2016. They've always been on the side of what's right. And, and I think people are now taking notice of that. And that's why like numbers are growing in that aspect. But I don't think that it serves as like, Oh, this is, this is a direct representation of our league and this is why it's going to grow. I think that the players in the league are just so great that they, they always speak out on behalf of, of things like that. And so people are like, Oh, they're dope on and off the court. And that's where the fans are. I like that answer. I like that answer. Scoop be ready B radio. With Miss Chandler talking everything hoops and more. What is something? food-wise, that you've learned to make during the pandemic? <laughs> I can't cook. There's you can't cook? Me. I can't even boil water. No. Stop playing. No, no, no. But I have found a great little restaurant called Jerk that I go to often. No, I can't. Like, when I tell you, I can barely pour the right amount of like, almond milk in my cereal. Like, no. Food is not for me. Like, you can keep that. I will pay people to do it. 
I wasn't right. the answer I thought I was going to hear. I know, girlfriend, look, look, from the south and everything, just still cannot cook to save my life. Is it by choice? Is it you were taught? Well, my mom can't cook either. And my mom doesn't even really know how to turn on herself. So I come generationally not able to cook. Do you want to cook? Not really. And I'm vegan anyway. So it's like anything that I would have to cook is like harder to cook anyway. So I don't know if it's sheer laziness, but... I'm not going to even sit here in front on Scooby Radio acting like I can even make pasta. Because it ain't even, that ain't even it. <laughs> what are some new vegan dishes that you've discovered? Oh my God, these soy nuggets. <laughs> soy nuggets are great. And then uh, I love the buffalo cauliflower. Like, everybody's like, I do too. That's sad. It's not a substitution. I'm like, yes, it is. It tastes great to me. Get the right ones that taste like buffalo shrimp. Mm, I like that. I like, <laughs> I like it. Well, listen, here's the good news. You are off the hot seat. I'm off the hot seat? Scoop you B are off Radio. The hot seat. Before I let you go, what, um, where can people check out all of your work at Bleacher and some of the things you're doing? Because you have a diverse portfolio. Yeah, so. I, my personal is Ari Ivory on every social network. It's kind of an interesting uh, <laughs> dichotomy because my Instagram used to be like my modeling stuff, but like my agency used to run it, all that other stuff. But like ever since I've become so heavily in sports, it's like a weird mix of modeling and, and, <laughs> and women's basketball. But if you want consistent women's basketball for my personal, it's my Twitter. My Twitter, I, like, I pretty much only talk about sports. Um, but my work at Bleacher Report, it's Highlight Her, and it's all sports that women play. And I try to, you know, cover it pretty balanced, and, but I was kind of heavy on the WNBA this season, because obviously. Um, but yeah, so it's Highlight Her on Instagram, Ari Ivory everywhere. And then we're also on House of Highlights YouTube, so you can find all my interviews on House of Highlights YouTube. You heard it first. All right, you got a plan to catch. I'm going to talk to you later. Oh, I love you so much. Love you too, girl. You stay focused. All right. And this is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Duncan. Kaboom! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 